0: You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose
1: and Ahanu.
0: Hi, you are very welcome. I am Ahanu and this is my lovely Angale Rose. Hello. Today, today we have a very interesting gentleman who is coming to our home to talk about multidimensionals and how we can access them. And we have had a few experiences with him up until now, and we've actually done a little practice. And Gilrose, do you want to tell people about the practice we did today with our own little healing group?
2: We did practice today with our own little healing group. (laughs) No, we took the principles that Tian Lucas taught us in a couple of meetups, online meetups, uh, it is a way to manifest from different levels of yourself, and he brings us into three different levels of ourselves: the causal, the higher astral, and the physical. And as you take a look at what you've manif- what you've manifested at those each each of those levels, and it turns out to be quite interesting because those aspects of ourselves are very different in energy they are, yeah, and they have yeah. different they're different in function too how i find
0: yeah we find his techniques in particular are very interesting especially in this time period right now because we've all gone through the teachings of the law of attraction and various manifesting techniques and listened to gurus all through the years and so on what you will hear today like us, we find we found it very different to anything that we've heard or practiced before. And while it does involve, I suppose you could call it manifesting into the 3D world, but it also deals with dispensing with our belief in the hologram and in the matrix. And it takes us outside of all of that, but also allows us to understand it from a physical perspective. So there's a lot going on. So stay with us and we'll introduce you very shortly to Tian Lucas. Welcome, we have with us today Tian Lucas and Angel Rose are delighted to have made his acquaintance. Tell us quickly, Angel Rose, how we met Tian.
2: We met Tian through an online meeting group in Sedona, Arizona. And what it captured our attention was he was talking about multidimensionality, which we're totally into. And we've enjoyed, we've only had two meetups, hope to have many more, and they've been wonderful. They and very productive, by have
0: Very revealing. You're very welcome to our home, Tian. Thank you. So do start off by giving us a little bit of background. Go into how you came into this kind of awakening, how you came into this sphere of spirituality first.
1: Okay, so in 96, I started to awaken. Um, It was just happening, it was just my time. And I started to feel expanded consciousness. Um, I met someone who helped me look at past lives. And when I looked at my first past life and actually just full on remembered it, it just broke my worldview. I was like, "Oh my God, the world isn't put together right together the way I was taught." There's well, you something fa- different going you on. You were here.
0: a fairly three D kind of guy yeah, up until that point. I well, was. Yeah, yeah.
1: There was always something in the background that kind of was there, but it was very, you know, abstract. Yeah. So it yeah. just was like oh, sort of an intuition, yeah. something that would steer me this way or that, but.
0: Yeah.
1: no other sense that there was a whole other world on the inside
0: right and were you you were working in technology at the time yeah. were you so technology was clearly making great strides you know in terms of um opening up new avenues and vistas and and um uh, in fact, if there's even one thing that Angela Rose got when she was in the Akashic Records one time and she said, if there's anything to be careful of in this world, be careful of technology. But you were immersed in that business, I, right?
1: I was. In fact, I studied both software and hardware engineering. Okay. And so what I would work on was simulating and emulating complex computer systems. So like before they built the first chip that a cell phone could all fit on one chip. Yeah. They had to simulate and emulate uh, how that would work in a, in a hardware model of it before you actually go build the silicon yeah. and spend all the money making the layers of the chip. Right. So I've had a background in how reality is like a simulation mm-hmm. and, yes. and the map between uh, what we're studying in technology and how we're actually just trying to reproduce what already exists in consciousness.
0: So when people make that comparison between our world, you know, and Angelos and I have talked a lot about this, how it seems that we're in a, a computer program, a matrix, a, um, a, a program effectively. Yes. You were able to see that early on.
1: So, yeah. So what happened was um, I first uh, started reading the Seth books, the Seth Speaks books. Yes. And I read one. Uh, back in like 96, 97, um, called The Magical Approach. And then something just like struck me when I realized it's up to me to put together my world and I can choose what I participate in or not participate in. At that point, I weaned myself entirely from Western medicine. Interesting. And just went, if there's this other way of organizing my world, I want to do it. Yeah. And then that took me further when I realized like, you can channel information from somewhere else and there's knowledge and wisdom and it hmm. it exists somewhere you can reach with consciousness yeah i was fascinated i then moved to sedona in 97 and worked as a spiritual healer okay so this is when i really woke up so to answer your question like how did i get into hmm. that world hmm. what brought hmm. me there it was um moving to sedona like was the full-on experience mm. where um i felt this whole other energy and consciousness of me come down in and i spent like two weeks just crying and releasing wow and just so much like yeah whatever transformed yeah, yeah. and then from that point on i had uh, a different kind of consciousness wow well, like,
0: our experience yeah. of, of that is yeah. different and angel rose has a lot of stories about how we learned from adversity. Indeed, tell quickly, Angel Rose, your first experience with the death of your first husband, how that opened up spirituality for you.
2: Well, it just got me asking questions. You know, I was only married three months and my husband was killed at work. Mm. So it made me like, where is he? What is he doing? You know, is there anything after death? So I actually found a teacher, believe it or not. I went to my first psychic fair way back in the day back in Chicago. And I just room full of hundreds of readers and I just asked somebody at the door who's good. So she pointed me to this lady, who ended up being my first teacher, you know, she was very, she let me come for $3 a a week and ask any questions I want. Mm -hmm. Of course, I was Catholic at the time. So I wanted to know about angels and this and that. And, And plus, it was unclear about his death, what actually happened when he died because he was shot so that got me on a path basically and then from there I just was interested in consciousness itself and how the mind creates and I taught myself the tarot cards and I was a tarot reader for 35 years and then I would have spiritual dreams where um, which led me into doing psychic surgery on people Mm -hmm. okay so that lasted for 15 years and then I You know, I was a meditator so I'd find myself in my own Akashic records, but I couldn't do it consciously. It was like spirit brought me into my records for a specific reason. So I went to a lady, two Jewish ladies who were teaching how to read the records. And I learned how to read them and then I enjoyed it so much more than reading tarot cards and I was kind of a little bit tired of the healing I was doing, because it was very hot energy. but and that I, got me reading, yeah. doing Akashic readings, which I do to this
0: day. Yeah. But I'm interested in how, and we've often talked about this, Tian, how a lot of times a spiritual awakening happens from some kind of tragedy, some kind of trauma. Indeed, my own situation, my first baby died on my birthday, as it turns out, too. And um, if it wasn't for his death, I would never have asked those questions. Like, what is death? Where do people go? Like, are they still around? Is there another layer, another level? And all those kinds of questions. But I, that's why I'm fascinated with your awakening because it doesn't seem to have happened from some kind of tragedy or trauma. It's like
1: it. It was like a clock went off. It was yeah. just that time to wake up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had already done different things in my career and my life. And there was just this inner yearning that came. Yeah. That, like, when I discovered this other world, sure, things were not quite working in my first relationship and different things in the way my life was playing out, but it wasn't the tragedy of that that woke me up. It was the the discovery that yes. I had not understood how the world was made up. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. shocked me. Wow. That was my shock. And yeah. then I'm like, boy, everything my parents taught me or whatever yeah. was not right. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and
0: yeah. I had to And that is a big shock.
1: Yeah.
2: And I tried to tell my own mother she was wrong and that went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But actually, yeah. I was actually told by spirit not to challenge her beliefs because she's made her identity on her beliefs and yeah. it would cause more fear than help.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're, we're not talking about religions or anything here, but it's interesting because they serve as a great comparison to this kind of spiritual awakening that you're talking about. Because in my own case, I remember being seven or eight years of age and and I was an altar boy, you know, a good old Catholic Ireland. And I remember asking myself, why is there a dead man hanging on the wall and with blood pouring down his face and, yeah. you know, and um, and nobody was able to answer me. And then, like, why why do we eat the the body of this guy and why do we drink his blood? And it all sounded just very sinister to me hmm. and that tender age so thankfully i didn't ever get too immersed in it after that but what i like though is when we when we started exploring the whole field of consciousness like what you're doing that all made so much more sense to me it's like that you said about a discovery or an awakening you know yeah but um i'm intrigued about how it happens through technology
1: Yeah, so technology for me is, I'm an architect. And so technology was simply a a language that I can now communicate concepts that otherwise would be hard to articulate. Yes. So when you talk about like there's the internet now, Mm. well, we're all interconnected on the inner realms. Mm -hmm. So the idea of an internet is just a replication of everything's connected in consciousness. Yeah. When they have, you know, Google Maps, and the very first time you would navigate with your phone or print out mm. the map before you're going, mm. um, that concept, if you just ask your guides to show you where to go, they'll tell you left, right, and I would actually experience that. And I, was, I, I thought it was silly that someone was inventing Google Maps because yes. there's a much better navigation from where I'm from. Yeah. So te- technology to yeah. me is simply... Trying to give us a language and a common experience to touch and feel what's otherwise kind of invisible on the inside. Right.
0: So in some ways you're talking about intuition too, you know, when you're saying following your guidance and that. And um, I remember Engel was telling many stories to people about how she was using. Remember you said one time you went into a a forest and uh, the trees were talking to you.
2: Oh yeah, it was was. Well, you, the comical backstory was he was supposed to come visit me. We had just met. He was supposed to come from Ireland and visit me. And he was, every time he talked, oh, the the fairs aren't right. The fairs aren't right. You know, and I had gone through relationships where uh, lack of sincerity, you know. So I always go talk to the trees. So I went to the forest and I basically poured my heart out to the forest and said, look, if this is bogus, let me know right now, you know. And on the way home, I just got this ball of light coming through the top of my head, went down into my solar plexus, and it basically said, he's coming, he's just fixing things, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that, that kind of experience like that.
0: Why I'm intrigued with that is because that intuition, everybody has it, but it's like we're brought up to believe that that's hocus-pocus, that's to trust the technology oh, instead. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: One of the first lessons I learned when I moved to Sedona, I met this spiritual teacher, there's a whole group of us who had meet at the the hub of the new age. And yeah. so there's like a whole circle of different healers and practitioners. This lady was teaching me that um you have to trust your gut mm. and that it will expand if something's for you or contract if something wasn't. And so it's like my first lesson in mm. how to navigate my life yeah with where what is right for me is something that my body tells me and I wasn't raised to think that way I was raised to yeah. these are the things you do these are the things you don't do you know there's a kind mm. of a mold of what you're supposed to do yeah and you're supposed to go achieve things right and and it's not connected to mm. is this giving to me is this training me yeah you know that kind of concept yeah
0: so Let's, you are going to give us a demonstration of what you have uncovered. Mm-hmm. And I, I won't say discovered because clearly it has always been there, but you've, right. you've uncovered its benefits in your own life.
2: Oh, I'd like to hear what he's actually uncovered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, t- <laughs> so tell us then, move on from your, like early, the awakening and yeah. what was it that you, you realized?
1: So the first thing I realized about myself is how my viewpoint is unique what's unique about, everyone's unique, but what, what it was that was unique about me. And that is, I actually work backwards. I realize this when I write things, I often write things where I'd start with the conclusion and then okay. and I'll have to like reverse mm-hmm. the way I wrote the sentences mm. after I write it out. Mm. Because I'm starting at the end point. Right. Which means I'm actually starting in another plane of existence with mm. what already is and then working backwards to how do I roll out those events here.
0: Right. And that suits your engineering mind also. It does. It does as an architect. Yeah.
1: Um, But so then from that standpoint, um, what I uncovered was how the whole consciousness operates um, for you. Like the universe is working for you. Mm. These planes of existence are there. And you can have a different kind of life, right? right? From this viewpoint, it's like, I can have my beings set up something for me. right? Right. I'll have my people talk to your people. So instead of having to go through a physical means of putting Mm. out an ad or doing something very manual, right? I see now that everything that's really important happens through an orchestration of reality itself. Right. So the people I meant to meet and the timing, I may get a nudge to say, go to XYZ. Yeah. But it's because I've asked for something to be orchestrated right. and to happen for me.
0: Yes. And it seems you're also doing it in the moment. Like you're not planning years ahead for some kind of a major career development or a certain salary expectation or anything. It seems to me that you're following your guidance on, on the go as, That's as, That's as it correct. unfolds.
1: Yeah, so I may have goals and things I'm reaching for. Yeah. Right. But I'm letting the orchestration show me the timing and the flow and how to have that happen. Right. So that I'm really ready to step in and show up for those experiences.
0: So you're not trying to manufacture something. Like you're you're it's not a what am I trying to say? Is it's not like you're trying to coerce existence in some way to give you a specific outcome. You're you're allowing it to um, you're allowing a higher creative force.
1: Yes, very to, much so, yeah. because what I see and what I've learned is that um, when you ask for something that um, is already created, mm. it's more fantastic when you experience it than anything you could have conceived of. Mentally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you have a feeling of what it is. You have a desire for it. Yeah. But you're really like calling in something that's greater than what you could manually conceive of right Right. or mentally you know yeah put through yeah yeah
0: Yeah. do you find any conflict with that and other mainstream ideas you know like the law of attraction and stuff do you do you see it
1: i think the law of attraction makes sense but i don't think it's the full picture of the viewpoint it's written from isn't one where um you have all the support and guidance and that you have like a whole other level of consciousness yeah it's almost like in my mind i can think of what i want and i can just manipulate and that's true but that's not not a way to embody yes so what i'm seeing more what i'm about is really embodying the consciousness the greater consciousness the creative energy Mm -hmm. that i am Mm -hmm. and that everything that's possible already exists yes someone who's done it before walked a path before I can just access that in consciousness, connect to their being or their soul in consciousness. And then everything that's not in the physical is very collaborative. There's sort of infinite bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And so if I connect to a being that was here in a body and lived a life, they're in such greater capacity that it's not like I'm taking time away from their busy day. Because right. in the other planes, the higher higher you go in those planes, there isn't really time yeah. there's the ability to connect everything simultaneously all at once. Gotcha yeah. Yes. So the resources are sort of are yeah. in fact infinite
0: yeah.
2: So yeah so talk to us about the causal and astral levels that you talk about in your man- your multidimensional yeah. group.
1: So I first started practicing this practicing this in 99 I went from Sedona back to high-tech. and then I had to kind of like figure out how do I integrate Mm -hmm. these amazing spiritual experiences of like healing and transformation back into a workday world and what I found was um, I had in my inner sight an ability to see what I call the everything the everything is like things already created Mm -hmm. and so then I could do things like go uh, talk to the founder of my company and say if we make this much more money at this year What would be the bonus or what would be the? the incentive and he had an idea of a sales trip to Send all the salespeople I was right. working in sales hmm. To send all the salespeople to Hawaii and I said how much more would you have to make to send the whole company?
0: Right, yeah, right. and yeah, he yeah. told me yeah,
1: and then I went about uh, the, the, the guy who was the director of sales left so there was just a vacuum. And I went and filled the vacuum with like team building and empowerment. Mm. and we exceeded his goal. the entire company, like 56 wow. people all started, wow. including engineering, went to Hawaii. That
0: nice. is so cool.
1: And yeah. as I went through that experience, different people's beliefs and challenges like were coming up as barriers to that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the CEO thought, um, we'll have to tax everyone. Oh, for that goodness. bonus yeah and then he talked to some of his colleagues and sorted out and realized if you do a sales meeting as part of it or have a company meeting yeah. then it's a company trip and then you don't tax it so there's all sorts of things that what i did was i saw myself seeing the outcome that the entire company went to uh hawaii Connected to that reality like like a lasso tied it in light over to it. Yes And made sure that that was going to be what happened because it felt like the highest thing for everyone Yes, it wasn't like me coming up but in my heart I felt what an amazing thing to reward the entire organization that created the success mm-hmm. with a Trip to Hawaii together. Wow, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. then I made sure by tying the reality mm. to that That those different kinks and obstacles that came up got sorted out. Yeah. I didn't sort them out. Yeah, but they did actually resolve as I watched.
0: But in terms of the process that you now talk about, you you weren't aware of how it was happening. Were you, I mean, you you were aware obviously that you were setting this goal. You realized that you were working back from this goal, but the process itself, like how consciousness was creating it. You weren't aware of that, were you at the time?
1: Um, I was aware that consciousness existed, but not in a way that I could Share or teach it to anyone else. Yes, right. So, what I found was um, in 2004, I met a nice, like a twin flame spiritual partner, and we started working on how do you bring that being level energy and land it into the body. Wow. And so, I went through my own versions, different versions of myself. So, in this one lifetime, I lived multiple lifetimes. Where I was on, I was Santia, I was Zan, I'm now Tian, and each one was a unique, different being. And so then I would be like a different me in the body. Interesting. And the memories of the previous version were like, oh, that's weird, he did that. Yeah. And so I did that several times as part of like the preparation for being more multidimensional.
0: I guess we'd probably understand that from the feeling of saying, like, I'm not now who I was then. Right. Whereas your your understanding it. it was quite literal. Yes. Like I would literally it yeah. would
1: actually like land down. We actually did work also with sort of like modifying the birth process. So we thought we were gonna have enlightened children. Yeah. And we did actually bring through twelve different beings through a combination of what it would be like landing it through an energy net and then like a an abbreviated two month pregnancy. And then it would like, um, be born as a fully
0: realized being, fully enlightened. Without the physical birth process, do you mean? It would so like
1: on an astral planet, there's a different kind of birth process where you bring a being in. You kind of use the third eye or the heart. Yeah. And the being is materialized. Right. Yes, right?
0: Angel Rose talks about that, don't you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah.
1: a lot of what I've been doing with the different planes of existence. Without knowing specifically what they were called, was just going, there's beings out there, and we're energy beings in consciousness, mm. and then what's the difference between that lifestyle and this one? Hmm. Then, um, after reading some of the Yogananda books, you know, Autobiography of a Yogi, um, yeah. I also found that he had a, there was a second book out by his teacher, Sri Yukteswar called The Holy Science. Yeah. And so when I read the holy science, I uh, actually have a copy of it here. So when I read this book, the holy science, it has a map of, um, how consciousness is put together. It describes basically the different planes of existence and, um, the little, let me see if I can find the diagram here. There, It shows the different planes of existence, the causal plane. The astral plane and the physical plane okay that's when i then learned that the being i first was uh, in Sedona was more of an astral being and that with when i met my twin flame we were working more in causal and astral interesting and these different beings have very different yeah. qualities yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so a causal being has very little like desire, they're not trying to do things. Mm -hmm. They communicate and they connect. If you ask them for something, they have the answer or the solution. But they're not like Mm. as desire oriented. Astral beings, you are very much desire oriented. Mm -hmm. But you're unlimited. And so I found the best match for embodiment here is to be an astral being with causal awareness. To be able you to know, be a blend of all that knowing and alignment and truth that comes from causal. Yeah. But you need to have desire here, otherwise you're just gonna kinda sit around and go, Yes. Nah, I don't need to do anything. I exist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's very hard to participate in life yeah. from a purely causal perspective here. Right. Because you don't
0: require anything. but your awareness is, is there though. You're aware of the causal being an integral part of it.
1: Yeah and so then more recently what i realized was to teach people how to embody you introduce them to their causal self their astral self and their physical the construct that ties all that together Mm -hmm. their physical and then what happens is it's easier to access those consciousnesses that you already are and exist Mm -hmm. and shift your identification so if you only stay in your physical, and you go, I have spiritual abilities, and I go reach for those, right, then you kind of go back to the physical routines, the physical paradigm, that's all you are, yeah. except when you're having a moment, that's a peak spiritual experience, right? But if you can experience that you already exist in causal, mm-hmm. you already exist in astral, and you already and you're here in the physical, and you're in integration of all of those energies Mm. and consciousnesses, then you can start to feel all of those simultaneously, and you don't have to like close down one to be a person, and then have a moment of being spiritual and so on. They can blend and integrate.
0: Now I know that our viewers and our listeners are going to be very keen to experience this from you. Do you you feel that everybody's ready for this kind of experience right now? (laughs) Or do they need some kind of background like what you're providing for us?
1: So not everyone's going to be ready for opening to causal and astral because they may not even have a a worldview that such is such even exists. They're not Mm -hmm. looking for that. Right. But those who have been hungry for Mm -hmm. embodying uh, more of my spiritual presence, reshaping my life to be more magical or spiritual, Mm -hmm. then I find this is like a key. Mm-hmm. a powerful key to go, it's it's something that you can then access and integrate and become.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was certainly an interesting experience when we did it. Yeah. Because well, you really see the difference in the different levels. I mean, they are they are like s- separate, quote-unquote, identities that are, mm-hmm. you know, when you approach the same kind of goal from the causal, then you go to the astral, then you go to, you do my experience was that I was doing different things in each level, okay? Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially yeah. the causal level was, was more ethereal. I didn't see any s- strong physicality presence at all there. Yeah. But, um, but I was definitely more expansive in terms of the potential that I could have in the world. Exactly. So that was really mm. cool.
0: And yeah. we introduced it also to a monthly group that we have. Uh, that Rose started a couple of years ago called Reflections in Consciousness and the technique that you're talking about right now was very suited to this particular group Mm -hmm. so we had them experience the causal the upper astral and the physical and wow what what a what feedback we got from them was so encouraging you know when they were talking about the awareness of that causal level and the the kind of expansiveness that they felt and the power of it that they mm-hmm, felt mm-hmm. and then at that upper astral they felt um, you know things coming together like
2: starting to congeal
0: con- yeah creativity happening the ability to be able to experience um, the manifestation of things and then into the physical it was like wow that was just so cool I didn't realise that I could experience this kind of thing and uh, but they all spoke about a feeling of happiness and expansion yeah. and joy, didn't they? Wasn't Did that a kind of a common yeah. yeah, Yeah.
2: They were happy.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and love, they felt a, a love there. And, um, and I'm not sure if that, w- it, it didn't seem to be now, correct me if I'm wrong. It didn't seem to be like an external love. You know, it seemed to be a love that was just all encompassing.
1: Absolutely. Do you know? Yeah. Sh- so by going to these other planes of existence, you are accessing the the core qualities and properties that make up consciousness, that are used to form things here. Mm-hmm. So really, what you have in consciousness are just two things: you have consciousness, and then consciousness wrapped in a sheath yeah. to appear as matter. Yes. But right. it's still consciousness. Yes. Right. And if you understand that, then it's all consciousness, and it's all changeable. Yeah. And the the idea that uh, you're finite goes away when you realize that the center of every atom, the center of every cell, the center of your heart has a doorway to unwrap the sheath. Yes. When you spiritualize it, that sheath peels away, and then you're in the other planes of existence. Yes. Accessing to everything.
2: So, how would you explain the subconscious to people? Then? So
1: the subconscious mind. It's a wonderful, like a computer. It's a very sophisticated one that is your interface between your finite reality and the infinite. Okay. So if you're in a finite experience, like we are physically right now, I can only keep track of so many things at once in my physical mind. I can develop it more and more, but I'm only at a certain level of mastery of keeping track of things. And So the subconscious mind is, like, going to keep track of everything that's possible. It's running 24-7. It's regulating my autonomic nervous system, my breathing, my heart rate. But it's also going to bring to me whatever I programmed it with. Okay. So it's going to simply create a continuity of experience for you to be in a finite physical world, but then bring you whatever you need from yeah. the infinite possibility. Yes. So then if you change what's the programming in it, the stored set of beliefs and experiences, it brings you different things.
0: Now, let me ask you a difficult question. Um, I, I'm I know just you're, ask him if you're you can, bursting with questions Can still. you
2: delete in the subconscious? Can you go into the subconscious and have it delete programs?
1: Yeah, so anything. So the way the subconscious is set up, anything you repeat over time, changes it. So it's designed to have you adapt as as a species. If we live in a cold climate, and have to migrate to a warm climate, things like that, our routine and the way we live is different. And the subconscious mind to be adaptable has to be reprogrammed for new experiences. Right? right. Mm-hmm. And so anything you repeat for 30 days, will actually reprogram it. So it's not meant to suddenly change based on any single thing happening. Otherwise, you could have a a crazy idea, yes. and then it would take you off in that direction. Right. 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 No, yeah, it's yeah. holding a stability. Yeah. But if you repeatedly say, "I want something yeah. different," I'm believing something different. I have a different affirmation. Yeah. That's its new instructions. Right,
0: good one. Yeah. So that's what the like the gurus talk about. I don't mean the Indian gurus, like the the self help gurus talk about when they say, um, uh, "What do you call it? Um, when you repeat something for." You must repeat it for thirty days before it will take root. Yeah. Take root, and that's why, though you've explained, that's exactly why. Yeah, because it's yeah. trying to be
1: uh, a survival mechanism to be able to read based on your past experiences. Yeah, that's what your subconscious is doing, right? Yeah, as well as uh, your, ner- you know, your nervous system and so on. Um, but it's also trying to be open to what's good for you and what you want. Yes, desire.
0: So I, I've got. I've got a leading question for you here. Now, Uh, many, many people in the, in the world are experiencing fear. And so are you saying that because of the repetition of constant programming of the subconscious, that that's why they're experiencing it?
1: Yeah. So you'll stay in fear if your habit paths and your thinking is fear-based.
0: Right. And do you think there's any connection between that and mainstream media that are trying to program fear into people
1: I'd say that sure anyone that's wanting to leverage what works is going to be able to leverage what works right Right. and it's going to work on people who aren't seeking you know that inner guidance and that inner truth because if you know you exist and you exist regardless of what happens yeah. and if you know that your mind can be more powerful than your circumstances then whatever fear is a passing thing that will flush out and dissipate. Great. So it's really up to you yeah. whether you want to choose the viewpoint that mm. I can create my reality and I want to be free. Yeah. Or if you're willing to just let things that are running continue looping. Because yes. all they are are loops.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the word choice. And Angelosa yeah. has often talked about uh, choosing. Like we're at a, a choice point now in in the world. And she has talked about uh, choosing the love paradigm as opposed to the fear paradigm. So that's the same thing in just different words, right? Yeah. You're talking about you have you're always at choice.
1: You're always at choice and you're you are only assembled here from creator consciousness that's got full creation capability. Yes. So it's up to you what you identify with mm. and how you navigate your life. Right.
2: So I have actually two questions. One is where does karma fit in, if if at all?
1: So karma is is a construct of of if you didn't work something out in one life, like the the the, the broader sense of it, then it'll carry over to the next one. Mm-hmm. So you basically when you're forming a, a your life before you're born here, right? You're picking different sections of life you before. Assembling that basket and going, I'll be born into this. And so you're kind of bringing through things you didn't finish or complete, right. or uh, transform. Those are going to still be there.
2: But it's not really a punishment thing.
1: No, it's it's, it's like, like a
2: continuation.
1: It's it's just a continuation of what you didn't finish. Right,
0: right. So if you're experiencing it, then it means that you have you have created it at some point, whether it's a past life or current life. I mean, you have to take responsibility for the experience that you're having. Am I right in understanding? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so like I had different past lives that I had to sort through, um, which gave me perspective for how to be in a twin flame relationship, but also showed me all the crazy things we did in different combinations. Yeah. So it's it's like um, it's there because it's showing me Mm. what to do or what not to do. Like it's just giving me context for for knowing what is compassion what is love
0: yeah that makes sense so anything that's happening in our lives then shouldn't be judged as a negative it's an opportunity really is what you're saying that we've set it up to help us and guide us
1: yeah so if Mm. you don't if you don't have uh, opportunities if you don't have challenges you're just going to kind of be lazy and passive you're not going to want to expand reach deeper access more of your consciousness yes but it does work that way here where something very challenging comes you have to dig deep
0: yeah and that's what i you know when we started off and we talked about learning through adversity it seems that Angie rose and i that was how that was the kind of the kickstart we needed to question the whole thing question everything yeah that's but it, it had to arise through tragedy in our circumstances but clearly, not it, only that it
2: had to arise, it's just the way it did. It arise. just did. The way we set it up, right. yeah.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. All right, I know that our listeners and our viewers are going to be very keen to experience this. So, uh, do you feel ready to yeah. give us an experience of this?
1: Yeah. So, um, first, we're going to start with just an activation. This is going to activate the doorway in your heart to the causal and then astral planes of existence. and so what you want to do is just put your hand over your heart chakra the center of your chest and just feel yourself there connect in and without knowing you don't want to know logically what i'm saying here but just follow that inward to the source where you come from because the source where you come from knows the answer to what i'm saying here so follow that inward to that source Okay. And now we're going to activate to the causal plane. So just breathe and feel that causal energy, causal, causal, causal. You might feel it as doubly happy. You might feel it as truth or knowing, it's certainly expansive. Okay, the doorway is open now so now you can test it out what does it feel like when you call forth causal energy and consciousness bring it into this room into this experience so do you want to try that? yeah okay i
0: i, I feel uh, a huge influence like a power
1: yeah I'm getting chills as you say that. It's like changing the quality of the energy in this whole really room, this reality,
0: and and almost like our human language is not capable of, under, of of describing it. It's, it's yeah. I feel that sense of. I I think. Unlimitedness. Yes.
1: Yes so that's your consciousness there you already exist on the causal plane as a being and you just tapped into how unlimited you are there and you're spiritualizing all the atoms in the room simply by calling it forth the sheath is peeling back on things and we're all feeling tingles
0: what did you feel I just felt
2: white light that was unlimited and expansive yeah Yeah, it was just a burst of infinite white light is really what i how i felt it
1: so on this plane on the causal plane you're formless you don't have to take a body you can choose to form something but you really don't need to you just exist you have access to everything
0: Yeah. And I I find my mental self wants to make a comparison, you know? Like in the physical world I know we have boundaries and there's finiteness, but I want to stay there in that expansion, you know? I think it's uh, it, I I don't feel any boundaries there.
1: Yeah. There aren't. <laughs>
2: there's a freedom in that isn't
1: it yes and so now if you want to lift out of like fear or limiting viewpoints you just call on who am i causal or just causal and that's going to bring this expansion and it's going to give you different view a different viewpoint your identity mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is so unlimited that then when you bring that here you see past things that were previously limits Mm -hmm. and that was also one of the keys i learned one of the simplified things which is your viewpoint drives your reality Mm -hmm. everything you sit in everything you experience everything your subconscious mind brings to you is based on your viewpoint if you change your viewpoint like we just did by bringing in causal you've actually overridden all the programming here Mm -hmm. and you can stay in that viewpoint and then have a completely different
0: outcome. Right. That's very powerful.
2: And it was very nice.
0: That, very wonderful. But just even that thought alone. It is. It's a very empowering thought.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So let me ask you a question then. Unless you are taking up. Well, we've
0: got to experience the... Yeah, I know, party. I know. <laughs> You know, asked the question. Well, no, that would,
2: that would be. No, I forgot it. It just went. Uh, <laughs> you distracted me. Sorry. There. Okay, we'll get it back there. But I, I think. Oh, process. so I. Now I know what it was. Okay. So, is that actually how the body was created? Is it created simply by a spirit having an intention to come down and have a body? Oh,
1: well, that's a really good question. Um, I know that. Creators created the idea of physical reality. But, um, yeah. So, in each plane are organizing ideas that allow you to have the concept of a form. Right. Right? So, on, on the causal, you just have time, space, particles, and vibration. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So it's enough to have a framework within which you can have experience, okay. but you don't specifically have form. Yeah, You don't have to have a body, but you have the sense of I an mean, individual existence right. and not just yeah. one with everything. Right? Right. So, and I can have experiences because I have this time and space and vibration mm-hmm. and so on. Then... On the astral plane, we add the ideas that make up everything that's needed for a form. Right. So now you have things like ingestion, digestion, manipulation, all the actions and then the senses and the sense objects. That's all formed um, in astral.
2: Okay.
1: Right. okay. So then if you've experienced astral, when you go back up to causal, you can make a form and you can share, but you don't have to keep one. It's just... It's just there to communicate or experience if you want to or share something, mm-hmm. right? But it's not there like a, a fixed thing that you have to maintain for any reason because you just exist and you're limitless and you're formless. Right. So then uh, on the astral, all those constructs, the, the actions and the objects and so on, those are that, then, then you have all the building blocks to make a form. And have a form, and go about experiencing within a form.
2: But is it? It's a the spirit that is us that decides that. So. Like like, okay. am I up there saying, okay, I'm going to manifest this foam form because I want to come down to the physical plane. So, am I doing it through those levels? So, am I doing it through causal, astral, and then physical?
1: Um. Yeah, everything that's created here is coming through those levels. Everything that exists in the matrix here has those levels. In order for the ideas that are here to exist, they're a amalgam of those different levels of originating ideas. Mm. Right? And so those planes actually exist here. It's just that we have consciousness veiled, the particles are veiled in consciousness to make them seem so separate that you won't notice Yeah. those planes. Can I, guess, I
0: expand on that for a second? Because you know how we get lots of people asking us about the fall from grace and the separation from God and all. So well, do you the think...
2: The Anunnaki creating our bodies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't,
1: I don't know who all... Like, I haven't spent time exploring yeah. who all went into the creation of the bodies. Right. Right? Yeah. But it does seem like it wasn't a single shot creation. You're gonna revise and get feedback based yes. on what it was like and, and
0: much like a computer program, yeah, but you didn't anything
1: prove it. in experience. We evolve it and we yeah. improve it. Yeah. So I, I'm not one that says, Oh, you know, someone just thought of yeah, all the properties that make up the planes and then as we go through the planes, here's how to make forms. Yeah. But what we do then have is we then have layers of experience that contain these Avenues of creation, these types of forms, these types of things here. Right? Mm. And so then when you ask for a body, you don't have to be a, a spiritual master to know how to materialize your body.
0: Right, because the right? program is there. The program's already there. Yeah.
1: But I'm saying that that program is made up on those planes. Gotcha. Right. That's, and that that's what's sense. maintaining yeah. the, the bodies. That right, makes right. Sense. And if you choose to get to know yourself on those, and if you get to know beings that have mastery, you can then learn how to rematerialize your body. You can learn how to bilocate. you can learn how to levitate. Right. Because those are, everything's made up of just creation Mm -hmm. and consciousness.
0: Now we are keen to experience the high astral, but just before we go there, it's popping loads of questions. And one of them is about death. You, you know, we spoke about death. Where, where does somebody go? What, what le- plane of existence are they on? And um, from what I'm hearing you saying is that they go back into this, this, these levels.
1: Yeah, there's learning classroom setup. I've seen some people on this side die, and then I've seen where they went. And so depending on what they're working on, they're going into kind of like a classroom setup okay. to complete out things.
0: So is that what people mean when they say they have an astral body or they're astral ghosts, I suppose? Is is that what you mean? They're at some level where they're hanging around still?
1: Yeah, that's someone who didn't really have things fully put together and they didn't get everything moved over. So like some, they had some attachment or they were kind of messed up either way, then they're still here. So when I run across ghosts and things, you can send them on through. if you're connected all the way up
0: makes sense makes sense Um, yeah
1: but then besides those learning classrooms there are also astral planets that we exist on so depending on how you got here and where you're from if you're from a light society or an astral planet and you're coming here you're not just necessarily coming in the framework of souls and over souls and lifetimes and lifetimes you might be coming here to help with um, the advancement of the consciousness of earth so it's becoming multi-dimensional so it's becoming more astral right right Right. and that doesn't so there's no single paradigm for how you can come sit in a body and be here makes sense you can be a walk-in which means somebody finished what the soul was doing in that body Mm. and they were going to just leave But the body's still good, so you could have someone else come in. There's like an infinite number of possibilities of having it here.
0: Right. But none of that need be negative, because you know sometimes we hear about negative walk ins or taking over somebody's body. Right.
1: No, it's 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 done by agreement. Yeah. You could be kind of like of this lifetime, everything I plan to do and work through in karma, yeah. I'm done or I can't go any further. Yeah. Why kill the body?
0: Right. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's okay. a I have considered the that before. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. In okay. You, did you have a question before we no, go into the higher no, astral angular?
2: I think I'm good at the moment.
0: <laughs> you are. are you okay. still in the causal? Right. No. no. Okay. We'll okay. right. the astral. Yeah.
1: Good. Um, so again, just connecting back to your heart, going inward to the source where you come from focusing there now introducing the astral plane astral So now go ahead and practice bringing astral through bring your astral energy astral consciousness
0: I get thing? the sensation that there's some kind of a a veil between that um I, and it could be just my perception or past beliefs but I, I sense a kind of a veil between that and causal that there's a difference in frequency perhaps there is it's okay. a different,
1: it's a different plane of existence. So when you're right. in the astral, you have form, and then all worlds can set up, even non-physical ones, astral ones too. And so it's a very different quality of life style there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I find that there are thoughts there though, where, where it was more a, kind of an experience in the other in the causal. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Am I right in saying yeah. that? It feels that we we can we can ex- ah it, again it's hard to put words on the experience hard do you know what
1: i mean mention, yeah.
0: yeah but it feels like i i have i could have the beginnings of thoughts that that have that can manifest um feelings there seems to be more more of what we're familiar with in the physical yes. in that plane it than is. what was in the causal. Very much so. Okay. So
1: in astral, you have uh, desires. You right. have yes. lots I- of energy Have lots of magnetism. So when you bring that here, it can charge up your body. That's what I was it sensing. It can yeah. uh, you know, energize you. It can draw things to you. It could help convey if I'm going to go present to a thousand people, or I'm going to sing a, mm. you know, an amazing song that will give people chills. I'm bringing through my astral presence, and then that magnetizes and reaches everyone, and they feel
0: it. Yes, that's the sensation I was feeling. That there was, there was more something more uh, tangible about it. Yeah. Or that, or that we, we can sense more clearly what it f- feels like what it means it's closer to closer, what the world closer. Is like here yes uh,
1: even though it's limitless meaning mm. your astral energy you don't run out of energy you don't have to eat food you just keep having energy right wow. so it's when you access more of that here you can go without eating you can just have energy fuel you and f- make the matter that your body needs
0: well, we published a book some time ago um, by an Israeli author called a year without food mm-hmm. and he he teaches um, Breatharianism. breatharianism yeah. yeah and so he basically he was tapping into that astral energy then to as a yeah. resource for him to continue without external food correct interesting yeah yeah because I, my understanding from him at the time was he just he just Taught his body how to use a different form of energy. That was my wow. understanding at the time. Yes. But that's effectively what he was doing. Yeah.
2: Wow. I experienced that, as if it was, again, it's hard to explain, mm. it was like I was, felt like I was looking at a netting going on through my whole body, like, like it was a template of, of a net, as if you are going to create form. And it was, it had to have a a net template first. So I was looking yes. through a net through the well, it was going through my whole body, mm. like my legs were netted. everything was a net, and I could get past that. It was just kind of saying, "This is oh, this, yeah. this is the structure," you know.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: But I imagine you could put thought into that net and say, well, this is how I'd like you to appear."
1: Yeah. So when when I go, oh, as my astral being, right? i'd like to upgrade my body right then it's trivial for my astral being to upgrade my body because um creation is instant and my astral being knows what that net is right so it can like reprogram my body so i can make myself run faster or give myself different you know energy qualities and if i access different forms of me i have different abilities here
2: yeah. Like I had particular health related issues. So from looking at that and that, I felt like I could modify all that.
1: Right. Because yeah. anything that you say is a belief, I have this health issue. Right. You can actually adjust that to, I'm experiencing this thing. Right. Like you had said diabetic, mm-hmm. right? And that would make it a solid, right? Mm. right? But if you're simply diabeting or experiencing diabetes, Okay. then that's just a passing experience everything passes i get you okay cool wow. and you can well. have a different netting and a different program yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and a different form and then it's yeah. it a, a very liberating yeah. thought that yeah. is
0: very liberating experience because um again there are teachings out there that will tell you that you have to kind of visualize things and you have to you, you have to follow protocols and you have to take this medicine and you have to d- follow that diet and you have to do all these things. Whereas what you're saying is that you can go to that astral body, feel the ex- or experience the passing out nature of it, yeah, and create something new.
1: Absolutely. And so the repetition still helps with the visualizing because you're reprogramming the subconscious in the physical okay. plane. Yes, But it's not where the source comes from. The new form comes from. You yeah. on a different plane, gotcha. Wow, that and that's is, that a much more transformative thing. Very important. Then you can have mastery of like you know there's there's different shamans and things that change into animals and go yeah. back to human, right? And all of that comes from integrating your consciousness of astral into your experience here. But then more is available to you because that's yeah. normal to yeah. change forms yeah. on the other planes. It's only weird here.
0: Is it, I want to talk about a, a fear thought that came up with me for a moment. And and this is relating also to Angel Rose's experience. Maybe you could talk about it one time. She it was experiencing um, she was climbing up this kind of silver staircase or something. Well, that was
2: and, a meditation.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And you dissolved into light, I dematerialized. Right? Yeah. But remember, you had a thought that, oh, my God, ha- what happens if I can't get back because our children were asleep in the next room? I had the same thought just then. You know, if you were shape-shifting or you were shrinking to the size of an atom or you were bilocating, what what would happen if you had that thought? Oh, how can I get back? So
1: if you go to the causal plane and the astral plane, then what you're doing is additive because you're embracing your wholeness. Right. So from there, it's actually not possible to have a limitation that you can't get back you don't have limitation i understand so that fear is just residue here in your body consciousness yes and it's actually not uh it doesn't exist on other planes yes so if you understand that you're it's additive and that when you're whole there's there's no limit to what you can do Mm -hmm. that doesn't actually happen it's just something in your nervous system or habit path right and then repeating that i'm unlimited uh you know any any kind of affirmation that flips that around flips the script on that fear will then reprogram that out of your subconscious Wow
0: beautiful Wow. well now let's we gotta get the physical let's experience the physical one
1: well so physical is just just asking now who am i physical so we did who am i astral and you experienced that we did who am i sorry causal and then astral and now if you ask who am i physical you're going to see the intersection of all of those basically who am I physical
0: I have to share this yeah. bizarre, bizarre kind of yeah. thought that I had, and um, I felt so stupid, uh, like my body. I'm talking about in the yeah. physical. I felt so stupid that I didn't experience this before. You know oh. that all this ability was inside yeah, yeah, the yeah. physical body, and I just, for whatever reasons, just never. It was real for whatever reason he did.
1: I know. not see faster yeah. And
0: it's funny. I mean, I I feel a joy with it, a kind of a a kind of a an innocent, a giddy, a giddy, giddy-canny. innocent, stupid kind of a joy with it. Yeah. Do you know what? I know you yeah. know what yeah, I Yeah, mean, yeah,
1: I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah,
0: and it's like, whoa! Yeah. I I choose to confine myself into the into f- two legs, two arms, and a head, not realizing that. Wow, there was all this other stuff were doing. Yeah. Mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah,
1: how about you?
2: I just saw myself as a golden angel. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, coming down to you earth are. on purpose. <laughs> no, to yeah. p- making a body on purpose, to basically, you know, deliver this kind of thing. Yeah. So I feel like I. This is like the next level of what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very um, much. But yeah, this angel just kind of came down through the levels is like, well, here I'm delivering this golden light,
0: <laughs> you know. You see, I'm not surprised was... that her name is Angel Rose and Angel is the Irish for angel. So there you are, you're living it. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. I really saw myself. You are that. Yeah, so that was weird.
0: Wow, was that's very cool. cool, very cool.
2: But I mean, I, d- I felt a deliberateness about it, you know, like I deliberately, came down and made yeah. this body so that I could work on this level. Yeah. yeah. You know, with with light and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. That was very cool.
0: Well do you know what? Um, we're gonna share your information far and wide, Tian, because this is this is very beautiful. Yeah, so very beautiful Those world.
1: activations, if you need them again, they're also on uh, YouTube at, at Tian
0: Lucas at Tian lucas t-e-o-n-l-u-c-a-s yeah
1: and we'll put a thing on the video for it yeah and then i also i'm playing with a website yourawakeningresource.com and so i've put some of these things here and i'll put more time into it to, to update yes um, but it describes the different planes of existence and, and links to my youtube
0: yes do that and we'll also share it on our own site worldofempowerment.com too because that's 'Cause we are all about empowerment and that's seriously empowering. Yes. Yeah.
2: And yeah. do you are you open to other people joining the meetup that are oh, from far and wide?
1: Yeah, so uh you can also find me on Meetup on uh, Sedona Multidimensionals. Okay. Yeah. And uh that's it's an online format so you don't have to come to Sedona but we're of course just enjoying
0: the Sedona energy here sure. and bring it out to the world from Sedona. Yes. Right. Yeah. We'll right. share that too. Yeah. Super. Right. Okay. Do you feel complete? Yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll draw to a close. Um, just to say, we really appreciate you coming that was awesome. into Thank our lives so much. and, yes. uh, for sharing this knowledge and this information. And, and, and uh, we're, I, I don't know what to say. I just, I'm so grateful. I really am. And, <laughs> and to have the experience as well, you know, on all those levels, it's a wonderful thing.
1: Yeah. And likewise, for meeting you too, I just feel like, oh, I met my people. Yeah. Like you get me on all these levels that are otherwise yeah. so out there and hard to explain to people. Oh, well, that was great. I didn't have to explain it. So no. thank you.
0: Excellent. Okay. till next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. And, and happy Tien
1: multidimensional books. adventuring, <laughs> Yeah, Tina.
2: absolutely. Her. Well, thank you for listening to us today. We hope you enjoyed that interview and get practicing. Right, Ahaz? Huh?
0: Yes, indeed. Practice it. That's what it's down to because those experiences, like what Tion showed us, will stand to you and will allow that whole matrix to collapse and allow us to be able to venture into what's coming, which is big. In fact, I do feel that in lots of ways, we're already there and this will help you experience it. So till next time. Until next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu and from Angel Rose. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.